BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Angels, this is the brighter side. Can you believe that we've been on here 400 episodes? This is our 400th episode. I hope you people are ready for this. We decided for our 400th episode, since, you know, it's also it just happens to coincide with the LPN vacation, mm-hmm. that we do a nice little best of episode for y'all. Absolutely. And we've had a lot of wonderful guests along the way. So we want to, like, do clips of some phenomenal interviews. Yeah, some good guests, maybe a little hoopa goo goo action. Yeah. You never know what's going to happen until the end of this episode, then you'll know what's going to happen. <laughs> but um, we love you guys so much. Thank you for listening to us for 400 fucking episodes. Wow. It's unbelievable. I, I I can't believe it. This all started as a as a as a pipe dream to make the world happy. And now we're still doing it. I thought I, I really honestly I I was like, maybe we'll do this for a year. Maybe we'll do this for two years. But it's been almost 10 now. 10 years. And we've been doing this 400 episodes. 400 episodes. That's like as old as a turtle. Like an ancient tortoise. Yeah. 400. I think they can live to be that long. I don't know. Maybe. I, don't I just know. made that up. I think you made it up. But it's true now. Yep. That's what we do here now. We make things up and tell you it's the truth. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I love you guys very much. Uh, so here is a clip show of some of our favorite moments uh, from the brighter side over the past 10 years. Oh, thank God someone gave me a beer in jail. That's so nice of that man. Oh, hello, son. Daddy! How you doing? Daddy, I miss- Are you my son? Are you getting my letters? What letters? Yeah. I asked for numbers. You- You you sent me letters? But I sent you letters of our- And a picture of our house with mommy and me and you, but you weren't there. God damn it! Still can't punch through glass! Uh, Why are you- Ow! Well, Dad, I just want- I just wanted to let you know that I'll- I'll wait for you. Wait for me? Yeah. What do you mean, wait for me? Uh, mommy got a new daddy, but I'm not going to get a new daddy. Mommy dad. got a new daddy? You know. Mommy got a new daddy? Yeah. What's his name? Well. What's he look like? He Last looks, name? He looks a lot like Address. you. Address. Does he live in our house? My house? Steve. Steve? Is his name. Big Steve? Yeah, you know him. I know Big Steve. You want a motorcycle with him? Oh, motherfucker, Big Steve. Yeah. Oh, I'm going to break Steve. He's very sweet. He plays Superman with All me. Right, and here's he's what really, I need he buys you to me do. video games and he plays catch with me and he takes me to school and baseball practice. All right, shut the fuck up. Underneath the toilet, I hid some cocaine. What I need you to do. Oh, Steve knew about that. He sold it. It was great. Goddamn son of a bitch. All right. In the garage, underneath the workbench, there is a murder weapon. 
<gasps> okay, so what I need you to do, it's a knife that also looks like a gun. What I need you to do is I need you to grab it and I need you to put it in Steve's backpack and then call the police and tell him you know where the bear-shaped murderer is. And that's Steve. Can you do that for me? Will, Boy! Will you come home? Boy! Will you come home? Oh, I'll be home. Okay. Oh, I'll be home for Okay, you, you're going to be my daddy number one? Yeah, I'll be daddy number one. You're never going to forget All right, you just tell Steve. I say hi. <laughs> Hello, everybody. This is the brighter side. And uh, today we're talking about... Uh, Dad's in jail. <laughs> These oh. cold opens are getting more and more theatrical. I, I love it. it. That was a fun one. Oh. I got to say, Cena, you do a remarkable... Remarkably good young boy. Uh, I want to put my dick in you. I don't even have a dick. And Ed, you sound like everybody my dad knows. Yeah. How are you not in jail, Ed? I, I mean, I was for a short stint. <laughs> We've got Cena, John, myself, Ed Larson, Sam, Samantha Stubbsworth, and we also got two baby boys whose daddies was in jail. Mm. Oh, whoa, you was in jail, daddy? Why are you really? Oh, why are you so in jail? Oh, my God. We've got John Moreno. Say hello. Oh, Daddy, why were you there when I was a baby? And we got Jake Hart. I can't wait to go to jail like you, Dad. Yeah. Man, this, you guys are spectrum, really <laughs> well adjusted. <laughs> oh, yeah. So let's get into it. All right, so, John, why did your dad go to jail? Uh, heroin. I'm going to just say Heroin? Heroin? I, I robbing banks. My my father was the red cat burglar. Red in, cat burglar. Yeah, is Where, that a news story? It was. It, oh wow! Microfish that Ooh. motherfucker. I think. We're gonna look. I've never up. been able to find it online, but from what I hear from my drunk uncle, uh, he was a red cat burglar. Uh, and I'm also <laughs> a bird at midnight. Was this yeah. back in Florida? This was back in South Florida. Yep. South Florida. And uh, how many banks did he hit? Uh, seven. Seven? Seven before he got arrested. Wow, and that's not... That's pretty yeah, good. It's yeah. pretty good, right? But then he went to jail, and yeah. then he got out, and he robbed another bank and went back to prison. Uh, so, that's well, fantastic. Yeah. When he so, was doing these robberies, were they robberies or burglaries? Was he going in at night, or was he going in there with like a gun and being like... Oh, throwing- yeah. No, 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 no. Red, red cap to hide his face from the uh, uh, the cameras and slipping a note saying, give me all your money. Red cap? That was the whole name? Red name? baseball cap, baby. That's it? That's yep. amazing, and that's a lot for us to work it on. It worked. You laugh, but it worked for seven banks. Yeah. In what years? Uh, 80s. See, you could have done it. Back eight, in the 80s, yeah. you could do that yeah. shit. Yeah. Yeah. I miss the good old days, exactly. man. It's so sad it's so hard to rob a bank well, now. Yeah, I, it, well, yeah. Well, I really would love to make a movie out of this. Like, that would be such a good, like, Scorsese pick was, like, you know, early 80s, swampy South Florida, like Fort Lauderdale, bank robber. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, well, the thing is, my grandfather was a uh, drug trafficker. He was. Oh, really? <laughs> oh, yeah. That whole family's dead. Keep it coming. Everyone, yeah. Well, you know, my father's still alive. But it's a fucking it's, shame the apple fell so far from the tree with you, John. Well, I know. Now I want to talk more on this, but I also Jake is here, yep. and your dad is in jail. Now, how did you? Wasn't jail. Or wasn't jail? He how was did your daddy go to jail? Uh, well, he was known as Scott. No, uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. He he uh, he, he actually got uh, caught for a couple of things, and like uh, he actually got caught for like shooting a guy. Uh, Whoa! Yeah, did he kill him? No, he's a terrible shot. Where did he shoot him? I uh, fucking I think he got like in the arm. Or winged like him. That. Yeah, he winged him uh, because you know like a lot of d- criminals don't know how to fucking shoot. They're just you know fucking retarded. Yeah, and uh, so like they caught him for that, and they also caught him uh, on a, a hotel robbery charge. 
Yeah, well, what, what, what hotel? Where, I don't remember. Where, where was he, this? Uh, this is in Connecticut. This okay. is like a, he's in the southeastern Connecticut uh, uh, region, and uh, he 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 didn't really do anything. He was the lookout. He had done so much other shit that was so much worse, yeah. and he just didn't get caught on. But they they nabbed him for that. And but the thing they were trying to get him, they were going to give him like a bunch of years for shooting the, the guy. But uh, he also was wanted uh, for shit himself, you know, because my dad he has. A, <laughs> I'm going to have a John Wayne. Uh, code of honor. I'm only going to shoot pieces of shit like myself. That's all right, all right. Cops. Let's just like pause and uh, pump the brakes because yeah. uh, I'm getting a lot of different things from your dad right now. Okay. Now, did he shoot someone in the course of the hotel robbery, or no, is no, this no, a no. completely this different, completely separate thing? And the cops were like, "We got to get this guy, Scott." Oh no, no, the, the cops knew who he was. He'd been doing it since he was a kid. <laughs> They were yes. like, that fucking Scott is like, oh, there's it. Scott again. Fucking ugh. now and, I got to stay out later. And so they were like, OK, they want to try to get him on this like gun thing. And then he goes and robs uh, or he's, he's the lookout for a hotel robbery. Right. A fancy hotel. Ah, he didn't say I, I, this, up until I just re- talked to him before I did this show. And uh, I, I always thought it was a bank. That he robbed? He's like, yeah. no, that was a hotel I got caught for. I was like, well, fuck. I thought it was a bank this whole time. We didn't say bank when we talked about it. You just said robbery. Oh, this is on me. Okay, yeah. great. Yeah. Now, I want to talk about you so both guys. disappointed in you. <laughs> <laughs> that I didn't get my story straight? Yeah. <laughs> now, you both are on the podcast, and I want to talk to you guys uh, both together. And, and So here's some questions. How is your relationship with your father to this day? John, how is it to this day? Non-existent. Jake, how is it to this day? It's just dandy. Oh, great. All right. So complete opposite of the spectrum. I like that. Now, John, um, you're, you're, uh, let me, let me know if I'm going too far, but your dad recently tried to connect with you. Uh, yeah, uh, about a year ago, uh, he sent me a letter, 30 years essentially of radio silence. Mm -hmm. And then I get a, like the most AA ass letter. Uh, that's like three paragraphs. Yeah. That's it. It's just like, so generic, like, hey, son, I'm still your father. I'm sorry about the fact that I wasn't there, but I'd like to have a relationship with you. A paragraph for every decade. Yeah, uh, and, uh, <laughs> and, and and I didn't respond at all. And apparently my father, like, reached out to my mother, was like, why didn't John respond to my letter? Was like, <laughs> I, like, I've never known you. He went to jail when I was one, so. So, I, yeah, no, 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 no contact at all. Uh, yeah, no contact. And uh, did your mom, like, divorce him uh, oh, yeah. in jail or before he went? Uh, oh, before he went. Before he went? Oh, yeah, yeah. That's a horrible story. Uh, uh, we, don't, we don't need to get into that. They're all horrible <laughs> stories. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. My, my mother remarried, and I thought my father was my father until I was uh, 13 years old. Wow. Oh. 13, a great age to learn some secrets about your life. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And this is going to be the worst like telling you your father's not your father's story because I had broken my arm and I'm coming like I broke it bad uh, so I'm coming out of the second surgery for my arm I'm still groggy with anesthesia I'm in the car with my mother and my mother goes um so you know you're adopted right what the shit <laughs> what and I mean I almost shit my pants <laughs> you know like that's blanket statement so you know you're adopted right and you know I have an older brother so my entire life he's been plaguing me saying like you're adopted you're adopted you <laughs> you're adopted <laughs> and I so now I'm like now I've got the fact my brother's actually my mother and father's son and I am adopted 
And then in the next beat, my mother goes, oh, not by me, not by me, by your father, by your father. And it dawns on me, oh, the six foot three Colombian man that lives with us is not my biological father? Okay, sure. (laughs) (laughs) That's fine. That makes sense. Frank, describe to me like a typical night at taste. Okay, so uh, you go in there and there's girls in lingerie on the upstairs. There's two levels. Uh, the downstairs level is like club, dancing, uh, whatever. And the upstairs level is like all these old guys and these girls in extremely like uh, raunchy uh, lingerie. And uh, Sounds like the Sopranos. Yeah, are they like American girls or are they like boated over? It's New Jersey. You guys have no morals. You know, I have no it, idea. They were boated over. Yeah? Yeah, yeah they were voted over. Yeah. That's super fucked up. The yeah. American dream. <laughs> nothing in Still New Jersey. better than Russia. <laughs> yeah. No, I just, I just want to say this. Yeah. Nothing in New Jersey is normal. Everything that you've heard is completely true and probably not as amplified as even what you heard. Damn. All right, so what's going on at Taste? Yeah. Okay, so you go into Taste. There's a the typical house music playing. Do, 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 do. And uh, I immediately, when I walked in with Tony... Uh, I was actually trying to mingle with other girls, and she was like latching on to me because she didn't want to go up to anybody else because um, we weren't going out at the time. So I go in there and I'm like trying to mingle, but it's really not. Did you not tell working. her you were bringing her to a fuck party? Yeah, that's actually why I called her because I knew that she was the only girl that I knew that'd be cool with it. I actually called up an ex girlfriend uh, that I hadn't dated in like. Four years. What a call for my fuck party. (laughs) And she was like, "Oh, I'm married and I'm about to have a kid." And I was like, "And I, I was like, okay, I'm not going to ask you this." (laughs) Uh, But yeah, so we go in and uh, I'm staying. I'm hanging out upstairs with the girls in lingerie. It seemed like the awesome thing to do. And I look down and I see this couple dancing, Mm. and something's off, but I can't figure out what it is. Mm. And then I notice that the girl is like she's like humped over so immediately I'm like what the fuck's going on and I look and the the crowd on the dance floor parts ways like the Red Sea and you can clearly see that the girl is blowing the guy Mm -hmm. on the dance floor and she like backs him up into a corner and then I go outside to have a cigarette and the boyfriend of the girl is outside trying to fight the guy that was getting blown. Ah, yeah. sounds like Cancun. <laughs> I've never been. Um, what was that like a Tuesday night at Taste? Yep, yep. It was. It was a Tuesday, as a matter of fact. Um, <laughs> and the, I remember but it, but it well. It was, but it was Christmas, <laughs> <laughs> so it was still special the, evening. The, <laughs> So, Rusty, you like it when, when the men just come. Uh, that's that's, that's my favorite. I'd have to say my favorite day on set, though, was this crazy... Th- we were in Greece shooting, and uh, we had this pee scene. It was a piss scene. And these two guys, we had them outside, and uh, he was tied up between these with these ropes, and we had a car running, so the light was behind him. It was all at night. And, it, and then uh, it was like King Kong. The doors opened, and then all of a sudden, he just started peeing on command, and the guy started <laughs> drinking the pee out of his hard dick. But that poor guy, he was sitting there like, I've got to pee, I've got to pee. Like, we're going to make you pee. Just hold it until we open the doors, and then you can have at it. And oh, they did. Man. But then these guys like That's started this monkey.
monkey so bullshit. They were. It was so funny and awful. They were sticking uh, bananas up each other's asses and eating them out. <laughs> and this one guy, they, they he took wow. the banana out of the ass, started like mm, kissing with the other guy, and then they both tasted something. They spit out that banana <laughs> faster than Wait, you can how say. Did the banana, uh, banana. Not fall apart. Uh, <laughs> it was a firm banana. It was a yeah, new yeah, banana. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was yeah. a new Gosh. banana. Not right. it was about yeah, green bananas. Not, yeah. Nine and three quarters. That That'd banana. be a good game for a porno. <laughs> Now what? Now that sounds wonderful. But what, now, what is your um, favorite day on set? I think my favorite day was uh, actually I went out to LA and it was like one of the first companies I shot with. It was like uh, Moral Productions. It was this guy, Porno Dan, who loves having fun. Uh, like literally, like the studio is made for fun, and the three girls that came out well, like bounce houses and trampolines and barbecues, mm. or like no, meth. a little more X-rated, but like you know, he keeps it very lighthearted. You know, I was like a little nervous. I showed up there early, and uh, at the same time, uh, you know, he's it very lighthearted. He's just like shooting the shit about regular shit, so he makes you feel normal. But the girls that came in, once we started shooting. I wasn't expecting I was going to have, like, a threesome. And, you know, like, in real life, I've passed up on threesomes not noticing, like, reading signals. Here it was, like, yeah. great. And then uh, afterwards we went out for drinks and stuff like that, but then came back and then had another threesome off camera, too. So it was like, wow. Wow. This was great. You know? Double threesome day. Not yeah. even rolling? So the camera's not even rolling, but on you will still have one. sex? Yeah, like, sure, why not? Like, it was like, oh, I was in L.A., live in the moment. Did you guys yeah. even get audio? Awesome. What? You guys at least get audio? Uh, yeah, like, it'd be good for patching in later. You know, if you're gonna, you know, if you got a bunch of porn stars, you know, fuck it, get some, at least get some audio. Oh, yeah. well, like the girls, like yeah, like well, you know, like I've talked to like Bridget B is like one of the girls right there, so I still talk to her, and you know, she's nice. like, oh, that was like one of my favorite scenes, but like with the guy, you know, like you were so sweet, and like she commented on my fashion. Your fashion, which was like my boxers. She was like, wait, 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 let's not take the boxers off, which was kind of like funny. She's like, oh, this is cute, and I was like, oh, okay, this is weird, but. You know they make you feel very uh, safe about it. And very like, interesting. So you're uh, you're more of a sweet lover on set or on screen rather. Yeah, I still keep who I am. Uh, I don't change really who I am. Yeah. Like, the name changes, but hey, who I am is who I am. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I bet you're a very sweet man, giving kisses after you you know punch her in the face. No, there- <laughs> <laughs> no punching here. I'm a very sweet guy. I treat women with respect. Nice. Uh, hell yeah. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Now let's talk about the worst day on set. Absolutely. Rusty Ford, tell us your worst Worst day on set has to also be when we were shooting in Greece. Our boss (laughs) decided to do this movie called Push Push it, push it, push it out, mm-hmm. which is a, a series of enema movies. <laughs> oh, mm, fucking yummies. hell! Really awful. Enema in Greece. He's getting that falafel and shit. Just <laughs> shit that lamb. Oh my god, Spanakopta! It came all out, but no, this. Uh, 
it was late at night. And we had already filmed one or two scenes during the day, and it was at the point where, like, I had told the woman who was like our cleaning woman, like, please leave the mop. Out. Was it still a Mexican woman? No, she was a big. <laughs> she was this big old Greek. Uh, Amazonian woman, huge. I cleaned the shit. Get the shit as much as you one, like. One day, like. though, we were we were peeing down. There was a piss scene going on downstairs on the table over a glass table. We're filming underneath the table. These guys are peeing, and she's upstairs mopping so and like looking down. Oh my god, what the? Oh, like just seeing her face in utter shock. It was hilarious. But I'm like, please leave that mop out because tonight I knew we had to do this enema scene. And yeah. lo and behold, did you change the mop water before at least? So, you know, the piss and the enema stuff didn't mix, you know? No, you, oh, no, they did not mix. We uh. did do a little peeing in the hole, but yeah. But that night, uh, there was the mop closet was closed. I'm like, fucking A. So we used every single towel in the house uh-huh. and I put them around in a, a little semicircle around the scene. And uh, these guys were fucking having water sprayed in their ass and then spraying it out onto this guy's chest, onto his mouth. Sandbags. But then once you put enough water in somebody's got some guy's ass, eventually shit that's up there is going to start coming out. Yeah, and yeah. it sure did. And it turned out to be one of the brownest, wettest, disgusting things I've ever done. This poor kid, Chris, who's sitting behind, like holding a holding a, a light under First this. Day on the job. He, he was sitting there. <laughs> It was not his first. He was there before I was. But, of course, Chris, he's one of these guys who always has his mouth open. Like a and a little bit of that shit water got straight in his mouth. Oh, and they that they was a, a sad moment. He's like, all I want to do is drink a Pepsi and, and just make, get it out. He just had to gargle it out. But then we but shot the, the rest of that scene. Be dead. Uh, he would have died of dysentery. <laughs> oh poor God. Chris. A Pepsi. Give me a bottle of whiskey. <laughs> exactly. Oh, my God. But uh, we powered through. There was there was some backup like footage from behind the scenes of me just pacing back and forth, uh, just so upset about what was going on. I totally questioned my entire choice in life of why the hell was I doing this, but uh, we got through it. Yeah, we got through it. Yeah, the human will preserve, mm-hmm. persevere. Mm-hmm. Whoops. Um, <laughs> That's great. That's a wonderful story. Isn't that? Isn't that it? was for the Christmas stories. Yeah, it's a Christmas letter story. Now, when you take a shit, do you always think about that? Uh, huh. Yes, definitely. Always, always on your brain. Now, so, how much of the cleaning up did you have to do personally? Uh, that was me later. With I, I had to. I had my little rubber gloves on, and I had to oh pick up God. all the shitty fucking white. Towels and, and how laundry. many dudes were shitting? There was two. One guy with a lot of water up his ass. Oh, okay. And then the the other guy was just uh, putting it in his mouth and putting oh. it on his chest. But yeah, so they, like they, they were they became a couple later. So good for those guys, oh, right? Wow. Power through. I guess you Talk see them. the you see the worst in someone. Yeah, exactly. Then, yeah. But then the it just best. turns out to be a wonderful, wonderful oh, end. That is beautiful. A beautiful rear end. Do you that guys is, not tell the cleaning lady what to expect during the day. Like hey, no, no, no. We never told her about that. The oh. shit storm. No. <laughs> you give her an extra. 20 at the end of the day. Yeah. Oh, good 20. work, honey. That's Call a good next month. Way to go, 20. Christina. Leave the mop out, bitch. Keep the change. That's great. <laughs> oh, it's wonderful. Life is going well in this room. We can feel the energy. Speaking of which, Neil Ooh. Constantine, when was the first time you attempted suicide? I was back in uh, two th- like early 2004. Wait, say it again, but slower. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies, that was 2004. <laughs> Oh, yeah. yeah. And was it like 
Mecca and all oh, going. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, man, that's uh. a good year. <laughs> <laughs> it's a bitching year to do suicides, dude. Yeah, well, it's actually, it was a shitty year for me, too. It's, uh, I think it was a bad one for everyone. 2004 kind of blew. Yeah, man, white chicks came out. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> that was bad. Oh, yeah. So what was going on in your life back then? Uh, well, I mean, it was a lead up. Uh, I had a, it pretty much I'll start off with the first semester of college, which yeah. uh, that wasn't what did it. Uh, but I had uh, the high school girlfriend of like a few years uh, break up, probably le- cheated and left me for my ex uh, best friend of high school. Yeah. Uh, and then so uh, that was the beginning of it. So it's, you know, it's just a little down. You ever and listen then, to Operator in the Dark? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this sounds like the saddest rendition of the Fresh Prince opening. Yeah, it started out in college. My ex fucked my girl and told me how. <laughs> and so uh, that was the beginning. And then what happened next uh, was in November, uh, my dad died. Uh, about 53, 54, uh, brain aneurysm. Wow. Oh, so I was, was 19 right. at the time. Wow. And Christ super almighty. sudden. Yeah, super sudden. It was, uh, I got it in uh, November and went about a week of doing surgeries and all that stuff, trying to get them. And then we had to do the, the old uh, vote to whether or not we pulled the plug. Yeah. And then, uh, so that happened. And then, uh, which led into uh, my all my pet dogs. Died over those several over those couple of months. God. Also, you, how many dogs did you have? Well, we had three. Oh yeah. my gosh! Wait, how many were pets and how many weren't? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> One more dog and you would have been a real white trash piece of shit. <laughs> All my pet dogs died. The other dogs lived. This was great. The other dog went on an adventure. <laughs> he made Stalky me. dog was good. He was <laughs> Stalky dog. Yeah. He checked up on all the ladies for me. They sure are real good kissing. <laughs> <laughs> the most sensual. I can't believe it. Mm, what were their names? Uh, <laughs> Sadie, Roxy, and Susan. What Su- kind of dogs were they? Uh, Those are sexy women names. Yeah. Uh, the sheepdog had a mutt and a. Uh, oh god. Uh, and an ex girlfriend. <laughs> yeah. And I oh fuck I can't remember the other dog. Uh, Chow is a Chow. Chow like black uh, tongues. Yeah, black tongue. Know that? Yeah. Easy. <laughs> African American tongue. Excuse me. Yeah. Chinese um, dog though. Very weird. It's Tiger Woods of dogs. <laughs> <laughs> and so those dogs all died. Uh, Roxy had to be put down. That was shortly before my dad died. He had to put her down in the backyard with the gun. And uh, where did you grow up? <laughs> yeah. Where is all of this happening? <laughs> Richmond, Virginia. Recently voted the happiest city in America. Yeah. I know, right? All I had to do was leave. <laughs> You're a shoe in for our NYC versus Richmond show. Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so, did you shoot the gun, the dog with the gun? <laughs> yeah, you know what? That was trying to teach me a lesson. Oh. No, no, I didn't. Uh, my dad did it. Uh, felt terrible about it. I guess I should defend him since yeah. he can't yeah. write in next week and be like, listen, I had to do what I had to do. And he had to put the dog down and then uh, he, he died and then his dog, the Sadie, which is a sheep dog, uh, just gave up. Yeah. Now, did, were, these like, the old, were these like house dogs? Yeah, house yard dogs. They were like like here with people in their cats that just goes off and then comes back at some point, you know? What kind of guy was your dad? Because like my, like my grand, I remember my grandpa was like, I, I went to uh, Louisville, Kentucky for the summers, right? right. And my grandfather had always had dogs and he like, he always thought of dogs 
he didn't think of dogs away like we like no dog ever licked his face. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like he was always like kind of like one of those guys that well, dog, you got to put him down, you got to put him down. Like was your dad like conflicted about putting these dogs down? This is uh yeah yeah he was conflicted because that was the first time we actually had to do at least since I was around I don't know before he may have been shooting dogs every week I don't know but he that one he was it, the dog was just we it was one of those things where you found out the dog was so sick and then mm. we went to go clean like the, again a wound or something like that or it was cleaning my mom was cleaning and then you know check another collar and there was just from the collar like the dog had somehow like maggots so what that told us was that dude this is this is so much inside the dog and like the dog would just couldn't walk and it was like it was we didn't want to make the dog because it was after the vet had closed Mm -hmm. and it was one of those we don't want this dog to to wait it was was on its last leg anyway yeah yeah i mean ansley you're all right I mean, I'm the, hoping. I'm I hoping. Mean, this I is really hard to hear. She has literally put her shawl over her head. <laughs> she's just counting all the money. She's like, hey, right listen, now. you want to come in sometime? Oh, Jesus. Uh, I slid I my got, card across the table. <laughs> your college loans also. You're like, I got to pay these back. <laughs> really sad shit, so, Neil. And... <laughs> All right, Neil, say the funny part. (laughs) (laughs) Well, if any of you have ever seen my comedy, that's a long time coming here. Uh, (laughs) And uh, so we had to put it down, and that was like, that for my dad was just tore him apart. It tore all of us apart, but it Mm -hmm. tore him apart. Actually, oh my, (laughs) he didn't do it. Uh, He had his coworker do it. Oh, uh, he do it. He tried to do it. He took the dog in the back, and then he just couldn't do it. And he had to get that's a hit. coworker. Yeah, he had the dog. Oh my god, he had the dog totally whacked. Put that out of my he head. Pay him? Probably not. The dude was like kind of half retarded. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, he, had like, uh, he don't know no better yeah. anyhow. Yeah, you know, how to spackle and paint really well. My dad was a maintenance man. He needed easy people. Was his name Lenny, and he just hugged the dog too hard. <laughs> 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 I was just petting him, George. <laughs> you did a good job, George. <laughs> I was just petting him. <laughs> dog died of loving too hard. <laughs> I, I text the dog. Yeah, he, he takes the dog. He takes the dog. <laughs> this is how comedians handle pain. <laughs> Go ahead, finish. <laughs> yeah, finish your <laughs> Tell us about your life's tragedies. More, please, uh, please, more. And I wonder if maybe Jeffrey, in your experience in Boston, or or Mr. Pastrami, your experience in Baltimore, if that's if that's something that you know you have a reaction to at all, Jeffrey. What, what do you mean paranoia? What, paranoia and racism are, are is it well. It's like there's there's one part of it that is it is it is racism, right? And then there's the other part that is this primal fear that the other is coming in to um, uh, infiltrate your community or take over your way of life or attack your. But culture. they are. <laughs> <laughs> that's the issue <laughs> and that's what I always try to share with people is like you know hey white people your kids are going to look a lot more like me than they are like you in the future the first memory uh, of really realizing I was different than the rest of my family because I was homeschooled 
for until I was 17 or 16. So like I didn't, so early in the year, like early, I didn't have like a lot of exposure outside of my own family. Uh, But I remember we went to Alabama for a family reunion when I was like six or seven. And when I met a lot of the Alabama part of my family, that's when I got like some questions from like cousins and like a lot of like weirdness from that part of the family. Not like, not like, racism or like ostracism but they would just be like so do you know how to speak another language and I'd be like why would you think that that's crazy <laughs> so you really had uh, sort of no idea until people like approached you yeah, with it yeah wow I mean my parents they did do all the like it was like a concept though adoption was like just a concept because like they'd be like you know you um, you were adopted and we had like all these books that they would read to me that like you know I have to like the like sort of like and poems and like poetry to try to like conceptualize it for a, a little boy but like I was like yeah so when I'm adopted like that doesn't really mean much when you don't really understand you know what yeah you can't contextualize yeah you can't it. contextualize it so I was just like cool 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 I've got this like thing attached like I'm adopted that's cool uh I'm also the baby of the family. So like, so for me, that was like another thing, you know, like Becky's the big sister. Sam is the, like the middle, my big brother. And then I'm adopted. You know, like it just felt like another like sort of thing that people said. And it didn't really like connect for me until I was a little older. Like colorblind. Yeah. (laughs) How we all want to be. Yes. You were originally how I was post-racial. How did your parents uh, find you? Like what was, how old were you when you came over? Okay. I I talk a little bit about this on stage so I'm gonna try not to just like use my jokes but like yeah, I've, I've done and it's actually it's, beca- <laughs> it's becoming like a big much bigger thing that's being talked about but like after the Korean War it was just super easy for you to adopt from Korea and part of this was especially in the mid 80s is because the the laws were so lax that like it was one of the only countries where you didn't have to go there to pick up your baby they would send the baby to you FedEx so yeah just fe- just FedEx right over uh, and so like it was Post so that's why the case. Yeah, yeah and it's not and it's no longer the case anymore you don't so no holes yeah no <laughs> holes no holes <laughs> lots like of, of upset yeah. parents <laughs> at customs Jeez. I got my baby and it just didn't work. <laughs> Not again. <laughs> Sorry if it's been opened. We can't take it back. Um, <laughs> now, Casey, how old were you when your dad left? Uh, my parents. <laughs> <laughs> Amber, Amber, wait a minute. Wait, just, it's the question. You got to jump right Amber, in. Amber, get a little bit of both. You know what I mean? When is, <laughs> when is your daytime talk show going to come out? <laughs> <laughs> when are you just going to be quelling the emotions of like older mothers? That yeah, 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 yeah. That's nice. When's your dad yeah. leave? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, you shut up. Your dad fingered you. Talk about. Uh, they, my parents divorced when I was in utero. Oh my god! So I never had a daddy. You never no, met him. Around. What's that? You never met him? No, no, I know him. I've got a good relationship with him. He just what happened was uh, he was bipolar, and I guess like his family never acknowledged it. Ah. So uh, when she, my mom was pregnant with me one time, he got arrested for a DUI, and uh, he got out, and he's like, "Where the fuck's my car?" And they're like. Uh, you gotta go to the impound lot and get it. So he's like, all right. So he went and he ripped some other guy out of his car and stole that car to go to get his car. 
Uh, and then he got his car at the impound lot. By the this time is he, like a this is like Grand Theft Auto. Yeah, his life <laughs> is like Grand Theft Auto. Uh, he by the time he got back to my house, where my mom was with my brother and sister, uh, he had like a line of police cars following him, and uh, he just went inside. I guess he just stood by a big bay window and like took his shirt off and tied a camouflage bandana on his head and was just like holding big knives and staring out the window. Wow! And my mom's like, "We should probably get out of here because uh, it was a little crazy." But then he went to the doctor and he's fine now. But they got a divorce because he went to jail. Yeah, yeah, that'll do it. That's do a, it. That is a, a divorcing situation. Yeah, that'll happen. That seems like a deal breaker. Yeah, so did he realize... Seems kind of fun, though, like if you're playing games with him as a kid. Oh, he, well, I only saw him one time. <laughs> so creative. <laughs> <laughs> Let's paint on the walls today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I only saw him off his like meds one time, and it was great. He dropped me off at the mall and gave me like $300. And just buy like tons of like lightsabers and shit. It was great. Saudi's basically the chairman for like a bunch of years now of, of UN Human Rights. Watch. Wow. Okay. <laughs> okay. And Iran has a seat on UN's uh, women's rights uh, table. So it's it's hilarious how really? like yeah, dude. It's like two of the most <laughs> unlikely countries are in charge of like the oh, dumbest. Oh my god! I just sent it to you, uh, so you have a picture. You might if if you guys are videoing it and then you want to put it online later, you can use that. Oh, so we can just get away with anything then. Yeah. Yeah, it, this is a uh, from the UN site. I sent it. I texted it to you, Cena. <laughs> Allowed Iran to win to win a seat on yeah, UN. Yeah, they're, they're they're exactly they won a seat. So there was a there was presumably a competition. <laughs> well, uh, countries choose. You yeah, know, there's a voting system, and then I think they won a year and a half ago or a year ago. So and then Saudi Arabia for a while has been um, has been the chairman. That's crazy. Could they be decapitating more women than they or, already do? They started off the year by executing fucking was forty seven people in one day. Oh. Who did? Saudi Arabia in one day. Forty seven in one day. Forty seven in one day. First day of the new year. They and they chopped their heads off. So that's like that's a lot of like hard work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It certainly is. What did they do? What were their crimes? Um, one of them, which. Which was a big problem. Are we, are we doing this show now? Or yeah, 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 okay. We'll so, get into the intro in a second. <laughs> yeah. Um, so the the biggest one was the the Shiite guy, the guy that um, resulted in Iranians attacking the Saudi embassy and burning it. That's something we do every year. But uh, this guy was a big, big uh, Shiite cleric, anti uh, kingdom in Saudi Arabia. He he was locked up for a while, so I don't understand why they had to kill him. Um, it wasn't like it wasn't going to change anything, but they executed him. And then the other 46 people were either Al Qaeda or ISIS or who knows what uh, related people that they they chopped heads. Wow. Well, you know, I mean, if they're ISIS, you know, go ahead. I well, can yeah, get upset what, about that. <laughs> right. What is their what is their like judicial proceeding? Like what's their due process like? Well, they have the Sharia law, so it's, yeah. it's sound like the thumbs up, thumbs down thing. Exactly, <laughs> but most most of the times it's a th- it's a thumbs down. <laughs> yeah, it only the, the arm only has a thumb down <laughs> if it hasn't gotten caught in the finger chopping machine. Right, and then I have another picture I can send you. Please, uh, I love this the sending of pictures. I just remembered if if we're going to be talking about human rights and um, executions, I have a I have the list. Oh, okay, and. Here comes the list. And this is every year um, Human Rights Amnesty International um, puts out the list and the numbers. 
And China's always number one. Wow. Wow. Plus, Iran's always number two. And Saudi Arabia's always number three or number four, and switching with Iraq. And then United States always fifth, but we never know what's going on in North Korea, so that's not on the list. Wow. It's amazing that we don't – Iran is so uh, isolated, but yet North Korea is even more isolated. Oh, yeah. I mean – the, the dude, they don't even have a toaster. I don't like it's a, it's a different. It's who knows what's going on there. So but, how come they didn't make the list? We know they kill people all the time. We know they kill a lot of people. We just don't know how many. Oh, oh. So okay. because they don't release any numbers. Iran. Um, there's some activists who who are you know, and, and the government's all, also tra- a little bit transparent about it. But North Korea's like whatever. Yeah, Iran's but, kind of like yeah, we're we're killing these people. We'll we'll yeah. be happy to tell you. Iran's actually number one per capita because because uh, <laughs> China has so many people. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, China. I mean, a thousand people is like that's fucking one house. It's yeah, like apartment. <laughs> <laughs> it's just one sweatshop. So you know. Uh, so Do we have are- more prisoners uh, than China in the in America? Because I know we have twenty five percent of all the prisoners in the world. Do we have more than China? That's a good question. I wouldn't be surprised if we do. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. So can you take us through what a typical mugshot is like? Is it just what we think it is? I mean, I know I kind of remember what mine was. <laughs> yeah, <I> mean, <laughs> it's pretty straightforward. I mean, they... they um they come into the jail. They have their asshole searched, like the first thing. So you come in to take a picture of them after someone's looked at their butthole. Yeah, yeah not just someone. <laughs> they have a machine that like scans their asshole. No, yeah. they didn't have a machine for me. Yeah, I mean, you know, I'm yeah. from Suffolk County, and it's you know Long Island. There may be some more budget. Yeah, there yeah, yeah, yeah. they are a change in Ed Larson. <laughs> it's, it's actually was... made by the same people who make guitar pedals. The company boss. Really? Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> it's weird. Guitar but, pedals uh, and asshole probes. So Over at Ross. You sit on the X-ray chair for your ass, and then uh, yeah, they shower you. Uh, and they like ask you a bunch, bunch of questions, like you know what gang you in. And, Wait, uh, so it's a non-invasive ass search? I think they also do that. Yeah. I remember I'm not sure. I did mine when it was like, they were like bend over and bend over and cough, but I he had this really thick Tallahassee accent, so I thought he said talk. Bend I was over confused, so talk. I just like bent over and like spread my ass out. I was like, ah, oh, so uh, hey, how you doing? What's going on? It's <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, you know, we're in jail. You know, he's just like, what are you doing? He's like, cough, and I was like, oh yeah, coffee. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure he appreciated the human contact. Jackie, have you ever, let me ask you, I mean, we've all know that you like your jizzies, you know? Oh, I love my jizzies. You like your jizzies, you like your your vizzies. You've been around vizzies now, right? I've turned to vizzies. vizzies. Now, let me ask you, this has happened to me. When I was in uh, high school, I drank an entire 
pint of rum in one sip. I did that too. And now I just can't even smell rum. I can't either. The first time I got drunk was rum. Anything like that ever happened to you? Or is there any booze that are just off limits for Jackie Zabrowski? Or, you, or you, can you throw them all back? Peach schnapps. What happened? Oh, good Lord. I just remember, I mean, I must have been like 16 and we just had like, it, it was like, you know, when you're hanging out in someone else's house and like the parents were gone, we did that whole thing. It was like definitely like a stereotypical high school moment, but they had like three bottles of peach schnapps oh, yeah. and we're like, well, it looks like they're not using the peach schnapps. Why don't we just drink this, which is what we did out of the bottle. And like, I mean, that was, this was a time that we were drinking, like we would get the liters of Papa vodka in the plastic. Oh containers. man, those were yeah. We get that. Papa, you get that oh, got two, Papa. Chills out the you back two gallons of orange Papa. juice. You pour out oh. half of the orange you juice. You can taste the plastic. You it the dissolved beach. in the oh. bottle. And it was awful. So it's like I was used to Papa, but then we were just drinking straight peach schnapps. And oh. I will say that, like, I mean, especially when you're that young. I mean, I've definitely been probably sicker since. But that is something that I could because technically, if you get a gin fizzy, which I made the mistake before if I'm not at a bar that they don't know me. A gin fizzy is gin, soda, and peach schnapps. Oh! And so I did not know that and I yes, got a drink sir. that I thought because I asked for a jizzy, thinking you know, because I was wasted, and there was peach schnapps <laughs> jizzy, in there. Jizzy, you idiot! Jizzy. Jizzy. Jizz me. You gotta jizz me. Did you say jizz me? <laughs> they put peach schnapps in it and I fucking, man, I puked on the floor of the bar, but I cleaned it up myself. Wasn't that great? I loved every minute of it. <laughs> sip, sip, sip. Oh, uh, I love you guys so much. I can't even tell you how much it means to me that people actually care about this show and listen to it all the time. Uh, whenever I meet any of you on the road or you come to a show at the Pack Theater or whatever, it is just so nice to see you and meet you and know who cares about this show. Um, we're going to keep doing it for another 10 years, maybe more. Who knows? Maybe less. We don't know what the fuck's going we on. We don't know. This whole place could burn down tomorrow. But either way... I'll still record in an alley. Yeah, I, I don't what, care. That's what's great. Even after the apocalypse, radio waves will still exist. That's right. Yeah, it's going to be the last medium. The last medium will still be kicking it if we survive the great... Sun swallowing of Earth. That's right. Maybe the aliens are our biggest fans, Ed. You never know. Or they just kind of like it, you know? That's my alien noise. That's a good one. A I good picture one. like tentacles out of their mouth. <laughs> yes. All right, guys. Um, so this has been the brighter side. Uh, best of four. Hundred episodes! Woo. Holy smokes! Thank you so much for uh, for being our being a part of the show. Uh, if you want to check us out on Instagram, it's Amber Smelson. I'm at Eddie Tunes, um, the Brighter Side LPN on Twitter. It's Amber Smelson, Eddie Tunes underscore Brighter Side LPN. Um, we got Patreon. Tell the people about your Patreon. Amber Smelson, a way to support me as an artist. That's right, and I'm at uh, Patreon.com/slash Eddie Tunes. And it's the home of the Eddie Tunes to our radio hour and also uh, my playlist that I put out on uh, Spotify and uh 
What's the other? Napster. Ooh. Yeah, I use my Napster. Nap- I know. Thank you. For, I appreciate you making. You're really helping me with this pitch. Um, <laughs> and also, I've been putting up my uh, my stand-up clips from the road, uh, which is the only place you can see them because I'm still scared to share them in other places. Right. And then uh, I go ahead and check out my movie, How American Kill My Mother, and How American killmymother.com um, the brighter side sticker giveaway is going strong as ever go ahead and mail us your self-addressed stamped envelopes to the brighter side care of LPN PO box 470 North Hollywood California 91603 um, is there anything else oh spun is going on you know that's coming up soon you got some episodes in the can that's coming back real soon but you can catch them on twitch uh, in the meantime, that's uh, every other Wednesday at 6.30 p.m. Pacific. And on the other Wednesday of that, you can catch the brighter side that's on Twitch right. on the LPN Twitch channel. And that's going to be at 8 p.m. Pacific, 11 p.m. Eastern. And uh, we, we, we were beefing up our show, but you come with your gripes and your grumbles and we'll show you the brighter side of those. We love you guys very much. And taking us out today is the ultimate brighter side song, uh, The Brighter Side of Life by... Monty Python. Always look on the bright side of life. Why not? We're all going to die. Do you want to die I miserable? I can't whistle that well. I can't either. You know, whistle at home is the bright side of life. Peace out, guys. If life seems jolly rotten, there's something you've forgotten. And that's to laugh and smile and dance and sing. When you're feeling in the dumps, be silly chumps, just purse your lips and whistle, that's the thing. Ain't always look on the bright side of life. Come on. Always look on the bright side of life. For life is quite absurd, and death's the final word. You must always face the curtain with a bag. Forget about your seat, give the audience a grin. Enjoy it, it's your last chance anyhow. So always look on the bright side of death. Just before you draw your terminal breath. This show is made possible by listeners like you. Thanks to our ad sponsors. You can support our shows by supporting them. For more shows like the one you just listened to, go to lastpodcastnetwork.com. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.